I like stories. I am a big fan of listening because when someone's telling you a story, the unspoken context of the story, the things that we intended to not necessarily be spoken of are in and of themselves within the story when you pay attention to them. And because of my desire for storytelling, um, I read a lot of books and read a lot of literature. And one of the books that I have picked up to read from a storytelling standpoint recently is the Bible. And I don't mean any disrespect to any Christian who holds sacred the context, the knowledge of this book, but just so to explicitly explain myself that I don't read the Bible from a standpoint recently of spiritual growth and guidance, more so than what are the stories and what are the context of each stories that are in the Bible. And I stumbled upon the story of Jacob recently and his lifestyle between his brother and how all the way up until him being the lineage that Jesus Christ um, was birthed from and who became the savior of Christians of the world in essence and the entire globe but then interestingly enough Jacob's life was birthed from betrayal which is what I want us to have a conversation on today about betrayal and we will have this topic on a backdrop of the lifestyle of Jacob and all the way up until the interesting life of Jesus ladies and gentlemen welcome to forget norms with Mr. Fashino. So we, we're going to brush through this very quickly and I'm not going to do commercials today because I, if it fell upon my spirit to do something about betrayal because betrayal, in my opinion, has so much to do with trust and love and patience and certain things and it has to also do with forgiveness. But I want to talk about betrayal today from a standpoint of the betrayed person, you who has been betrayed. So I want to believe that everybody at some point, even when you're a child, has witnessed some essence of betrayal, of being betrayed. And for some people, it is a very tough pill for them to swallow, and they probably are remained uh, broken for a long time because they don't know how to move on from betrayal. And I want us to discuss that under those contexts of when you are betrayed, um, how do you move on? I was talking to a friend one day, and um, it, it's it's a guy who I understand that he's a little bit weak when it comes to women. He he prefers to have multiple choices, and um, but it was it was it took me back at some point when we were having a conversation about 
his girlfriend at the time. And he made a statement that the day he even sees or hears that his girlfriend had someone, you know, messing around with, uh, somebody's going to die that day. And I wasn't shocked, but I was. it was interesting to me because my follow-up question then was, how so and why? And his response is, bro, that's like the ultimate betrayal. You kidding me? I'm like, whoa. In my head, I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I, I know you well. But we didn't push the conversation forward. But it sparked me to really realize something about how betrayal is tied into greed and, and, and several things, which I'm not necessarily going to go into. But I was sitting there thinking to myself, if you can see this as being betrayed, at which point do you not see your action as betraying somebody? Again, I'm digressing a little bit, but I'll come back to that. But that was one of the things that provoked me to start to look into the idea of betrayal and say, but how do you move on when you've been betrayed by somebody else? Let me go back to um, the story of Jacob, and I'll give a, a brief background on this. And I love it because it's a, it's a good story. Uh, Jacob and Esau uh, are both kids when their mom tells Jacob to say, you should be favored more than your brother, who was the firstborn. And they twin because Esau came out first. And they played this game where Jacob ends up with the mother, deceiving the father to give him the blessing and had to be on the run from Esau and ended up at the uncle's house for fear of his life being taken away by the brother after the brother realized that he's been betrayed and the blessing that was meant for him was taken away by his younger brother. And Jacob spends seven years at the uncle's house working in exchange for a wife called Rachel and only for him to be also betrayed that on the day that his wife was being presented to him, it was Leah, who was not so much uh, the, the pleasing thing that Jacob was expecting or at least desired when he made his, his, his intentions of marrying one of the daughters. And then he works another seven years and finally got the woman that he wanted only to realize that that woman was not so much barren but did not necessarily give birth in, in the way that Jacob expected. So he turns back to Leah for children, and Leah gave Jacob several kids. And the third one was Judah, who ended up becoming the first son based on some other stuff that went on between the family, which in essence was also a betrayal. And then from that lineage of Judah, again, pay attention to the name Judah. From that lineage of Judah comes Jesus Christ, who ends up being betrayed by a man named Judas. Quite interesting. And, 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 and then of all of that, of all of that from the birth of Jacob all the way up until the death of Jesus, 
it was nothing but constant betrayal between one person to the other. But then according to the scriptures of the Bible, that was the birth of the Savior, who today Christians pray to as their link to the higher authority who's God. And I, I, I use that story because I've always been known recently from my friends as somebody who's kind of heartless, somebody who is illogical in his reasoning in the sense that I, I have adapted to this notion of the fact that everybody is going to have to take care of themselves. And so when you come next to me and I entrust myself to you and I find out that I will or you've betrayed me, I tell myself that there is one thing that's going to happen to you, your conscience. It was never my betrayal to start with. As a matter of fact, people always say, oh, it's this loss. I said, is that nothing to do with loss or gain? I move on. I have to move on. And, and, and that is the way that I want us to discuss betrayal. Now, at no point am I insinuating that it is easy to entrust somebody and only for you to find out that your trust was taken for granted and then you end up on the wrong side of their actions. But on the same token, I'm saying it is also impossible for you to control their actions. So if you can't control their actions, it is very likely for your expectations to rely on the fact that there is a huge probability of you either being betrayed by them someday or you being completely, completely enjoying the level and comfort of them withholding your trust to the values that you expect from them. Now, am I saying that betrayal is not necessarily um, um, a bad thing? No. But one of the truths about life is that as long as there is good, there's almost always going to be equal opposite reaction of good, which is bad. And in my opinion, the expectations of anything good has to equally has the expectations and probability of something bad. And it creates, in my opinion, a mental buffer for when it happens, because I think the reason why most people cannot move on that easily from betrayal it's the shock value of the fact that I can't believe he or she just did this. And my question is, why couldn't you? Why couldn't you believe that they can do that? Does that necessarily mean that as I'm speaking of this with the confidence that I am expressing that betrayal would not necessarily bother me? Does it mean it doesn't come with pain? It does. There is a certain level of pain that will come, not necessarily because I can't believe they did that, but it comes from the fact that I'm like, why could they have done this? We had, we had different options. We could have picked a different option, but you chose this option. I'm not happy that you chose this option. And that's that, the, the, the unhappiness of you making that choice of choosing this, act, this action is what would cause me pain more so than me feeling like I'm betrayed by you. And that pain subsides a little bit once I get to the point where I realize that they made their choice. And only they could have made that choice. And when we talk about this, I talk about that even from the context of relationships as well. And so 
my message and my 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 discussion about betrayal today is that it's easy to move on from when someone betrayed you when you can excuse them from the jump and understand that as good as they are to you they are equally as bad as they can be to you not the expectations that you will want them to be bad but the knowledge of that that which you don't think is possible is highly possible so when it comes the shock value of you witnessing the other side of them that you necessarily did not want to encounter makes it a little bit more confident to say well i knew that you had these qualities in you i just was not wanting you to make those choices that express that quality so let me go back to Jacob because I want to I want to close here real quick. There, there is something that sometimes bothers me about Christianity and Christians, and I don't mean any disrespect. There are several things that lay the foundation of the fact that in bad is almost always good. And I think it just comes from the simple ideology of the fact that, you know, for any action is an equal opposite reaction. And so if I can see good, I can equally realize that on the back end of good is bad. And sometimes because one size doesn't necessarily fit all, that is a huge possibility to know that even the best thing to someone else is probably the worst thing. And so that psychology of reasoning helps you in a way understand. So now let me, let me, let me, let me, let me wrap this up. When you take the life of Jesus and you follow the lineage all the way back, and we're discussing betrayal, you realize that the very birth of Jacob started from lies and, you know, betraying a brother. The wives of Jacob all related to betraying uh, Jacob. All the way up until the third son becoming the first son by not necessarily birthright. And ironically, all of that ends up at the hands of a man named Judas who betrayed Jesus. But yet the betrayal had to occur for the world to be saved. So if you are looking at it from the perspectives of the bad things happen to people, you also have to look at it from the perspective that if bad things are happening to people, equally those bad things are opening up for good things to happen to people. It's kind of a weird context for you to accept bad for good. But it's also a very mental process for you to accept bad for good because, in essence, we just trade good and bad every days of our lives. So something so bad from the Genesis became what we worship today as the Savior of the world. Everything about that lineage was from that context of betrayal. But at the end of the day, because of the good that happened at the end, we kind of excuse the genesis of the story. So when you look at your life and you're dealing with someone who's betrayed you and you find yourself struggling or trying to suffer from that betrayal, there are several methods of being able to remind yourself that, number one, there was nothing you could have done to avoid that. Every single person has the responsibility to their choices. And until you can control their mind, control everything about them, 
they're going to make choices that they find more convenient for them, especially in desperate times. And so that choice, which has come to leave you hurt, was not necessarily anything you could have done to avoid that. So that should almost always eliminate some of the pain that you feel within your spirit. And then secondly, at the end of that choice gives you the opportunity for a fresh start. The death of Jesus gave Christians the opportunity of a fresh start. And so the running of Jacob from him betraying his brother gave him the opportunity of a fresh start. The betrayal of, ja- of, of, of Laban to Jacob gave Jacob the opportunity of another seven years of working and getting another woman. And then only to find that I have to go back to Leah because that's who's going to give birth to the kids. Because Rachel that I really wanted is not, you know, a baby making machine. And so Whenever you put all these things into context and you put all these things into a notion, you start to realize that it is the mind that conceives a lot of some of the things that we turn to have them as a negative and keeps us in prison in our mental states that we are. And also because of that, I think, and I'm going to say this boldly, I think, in a way, being betrayed is a good thing. In a way, don't get me confused. I'm not condoning bad behavior, but I'm saying for anybody who loves the essence of life, anything that has life, anything that has life has to deal with changes. And with changes comes growth. And so for you to find yourself in a place where you have to experience change, you almost have to remind yourself that regardless of how the change was provoked, What's more important is the fact that I have an opportunity to change and see growth. So it's almost like that thing where they say it was intended for bad, but it became good for me. But that intention or that phrase never takes meaning unless the mind conceives the fact that this change is necessary and I have to embrace it to move on. So in closing, I want to say this. It's not funny. It's not necessarily a good thing to find yourself on the other side of being betrayed. But equally so, it's not even the remote possibility of a good thing for you to stretch the actions of somebody else, especially when they have limitations to your own personal ability. You can rise up from the hurt. You can rise up from the pain. You can rise up from that if and only if you can understand that the element of betrayal, the pain, the hurt comes with life changes and the possibility for growth and a fresh start. If you can conceive that in your mind, then the ideology of being betrayed and being hurt from a betrayal becomes such an easy thing for you to implement in your life. And so, I want to empower you today to not be in a position where you cannot control your emotions based on the actions of other people, especially when you find yourself in a position where your trust has been betrayed by someone that you entrusted them with. I hope you have a great day, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Take care of yourself. For more information or to get in contact with our host, visit our website, www.
forgetnorms.com.